Welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Nixon. I'm a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the the Reverend Slim Rev, aka Joshua Ezzy. What's good, BD? How you feeling, bro? <sighs> feeling all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm back at work. My vacation is over. So, I'm, uh, you know, it's back to the grind, you know? Yeah, man, I can tell you back at Army, man. You babyface B now, BD. <laughs> babyface B. You ain't been babyface, man. You look like you fresh, freshman in college. Damn, bro. Like, I mean, it's like, that's the only thing. Like, the army is cool, man. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at it, but man, they be killing me. Like, the beer, like, I feel like I went back to high school. Like, <sighs> I think you could be 50 and still like you in high school or college, BD. I probably will, as long as I don't have no facial hair. But anyway. <laughs> that's true. It is another week. We have got a great show for you guys here today. Um, but before we get started, of course, if you have not done so already, okay, hit that subscribe button and hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know whenever we drop new content, um, like, comment, uh, share the content, help us grow here at the Good Guys Podcast. We do appreciate our loyal subscribers and our notification gang. Gang, 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 gang. J.E., it has been brought to my attention that you, my friend, have a rare hearing of grievances. Normally, it's me who's complaining and griping, uh, you know, about the injustices that I face on a a, a weekly basis. And the reverend is always upbeat and, 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 you know, nothing but positive things to say. But today, my friend, the reverend. Has yeah. an airing of grievances. I give the floor to you. I think I experienced one of the worst days in my life this past week. Mm. I don't know how I feel about the gentrification of Bojangles. Okay. Certain establishments should stay in the hood. You know? Um, let me give you the story. Okay. It was Sunday. Mm. at the church and there's never there's not a hunger out there greater than the after church hunger and i was just going with the flow because i'm married now usually when when i wasn't married we drove separate cars maybe i'll go to the restaurant of her choosing and then i'll lie and get what i want there but then sneak off the bojangles on the way home (laughs) but the missus miss ezzy shockingly to me suggested bojangles i said whoa 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 i said hope you want bojangles or can we have bojangles now when the wife gives you clearance for bojangles i ain't the 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 floodgates of my jaws open bro absolutely i said that now now bd deep down inside i knew Mm. I'm not going to disclose what suburb I live in, but I live in the outskirts of Charlotte. I knew inside of my heart, man, how far is the nearest hood 
Bojangles. <laughs> but the wife's son at church, she ministered. Okay. She was tired. So we had to go to the Bojangles <clears throat> by the house. Okay. I knew it was a risk. Mm. Because I knew the day that God delivered me from the hood, I knew mm-hmm. that I'd be further and further away from good succulent Bojangles because mm-hmm. I always had this feeling about suburban Bojangles. Okay. I trust the hood ones. Right. But because my wife just ministered to God, who am I to be selfish? That's right. So, of course, I did the J.E. order, <clears throat> the, the right processing of ordering food from Bojangles. I went inside. Okay. Absolutely. You knew who, guess who greeted me? Who? When I got there. A teenaged white male. In a Bojangles? I don't know if I've I thought I was that. at Chick-fil-A. I was like, listen, I, listen, I, I understand if I was at Chick-fil-A, bet, cool. Right. When I, that was red flag number two. First red flag, we in a suburb. Okay. The second red flag, I look at the gentleman. I was like, bruh, I've never seen your kind in the Bojangles before. <laughs> I'm used to being greeted by a grandma. Mm-hmm. I'm used to being greeted by a woman with different color hair. Mm-hmm. I'm used to being greeted by, 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 by hood people. That's right. I looked that brother in the eye, man. I knew I should have walked out, but because I'm one flesh, mm. I just said, let me go ahead and order this chicken. Okay. I looked that brother in the eye. I read him deep. Mm-hmm. I said, man, is that chicken fresh? Good question. He looked back in my eyes. He says, they just came out. I said, okay. I said, all right. Mm-hmm. That man brought me that chicken, bro. Okay. No juice. No juices. Skin dry. No grease. See the thing. The thing. The thing about the thing about a good Bojangles chicken. There needs to be grease. Absolutely. This chicken was so dry that when you pulled the skin off, it it popped off. <laughs> There's supposed to be a pull action. There's supposed to be meat and skin. Right. How am I supposed to like? I want new, fresh wine skins. Don't give me the old wine skins, mm-hmm. bro. My wife. It took it took time for my wife to calm me down. <laughs> I knew I should have took that twenty five to thirty minute extra out of my way trip to the hood, Bojangles. Mm. I knew. I just knew it. I saw that dude gave me chicken, and you know how I knew that it wasn't good chicken. Oh, the whole bar was clean. All the chicken was in the back. I said, where they do this at? Mm-mm. That's not Bojangles. Bruh, bruh, this gentrification of my Bojangles, I don't know how I feel about it, BD. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm never, ever, ever going to a suburban Bojangles again. Mm-hmm. I will go out of my way to the hood Bojangles. Bruh, my wife the next day talked, both of our stomachs was hurt. I said, you know why? There was no grease. My stomach was like, bruh, what is this you send down here? Bruh, you knew it was bad. I didn't even finish my chicken. What? That's how mad I was, BD. I bit into that chicken. I dropped it back in the box. I threw it away. <laughs> I will not. That one bite had my stomach all crunched. 
I, I knew for a fact, I said, I would not disrespect my intestines. I would not disrespect my esophagus, mm-hmm. my stomach. Mm-hmm. I would not disrespect. And I, and I, and, and they, they didn't choose me. Right. Bruh. This got to stop. Bojangles, did you sell your soul, man? Did they show you that bag? Did you sell your soul, bro? I expect this from Chick-fil-A, but not not the food. I expect to see a 16-year-old white male at a Chick-fil-A. Right. I expect to see a high school student greeting me at a Chick-fil-A. Right. But not at the Bojangles. My wife told me her fries was cold. I was like, you know what? But you know why? They don't know how to cook chicken now. Mm. See, chicken, it doesn't matter what establishment. If you know chicken, you know how to cook chicken no matter where you at. That's right. You know good and well there should be no separation between the skin and the flesh. That when you pull the skin, you're going to get some flesh with that. Mm-hmm. You know good and well not to give no grown man, no chicken that's been sitting there later longer than five, ten minutes. The hood Bojangles would know that. The hood Bojangles would tell me, hey, yo, that's you, J.E.? Because I worked the Chick-fil-A, up, the Bojangles up the street from my school. Mm-hmm. I know about all their kids. All their kids go to my school. Right. Pull up. Oh, man, when they tell me to pull up, I know they give me that fresh. Mm. It ain't nothing better than when the Bojangles clerk tell me, we just dropped the chicken, we just dropped your fries, pull up. Ooh. Don't bite into that chicken too quick. That thing is hot. Yeah, BD. I just think there are certain establishments that should not be in suburbs. If y'all want it so bad, come to us. Right. Well, I'm no longer there. But I will go to them from here on out. It's like, um, it's kind of like a form of like a reverse gentrification. It's like, you know, with the yeah. gentr- with the gentrification, you know, they come into the hood and they say, hey, this is this is a nice area. This is close to the city. We're going to take over. We're going to put our establishments. We're going to jack up the rent. <clears throat> okay. And they move out the hood people. So what this is, is kind of like a reverse gentrification. It is where, reverse gentrification. you know, they have their nice area, but that's not enough. You have to go and try to take one of our hood establishments, our proud hood establishments, and bring it to your gentrified area. And it doesn't work. Okay. And you know, good and well, people like me move out of Charlotte good wholesome guys that escaped the hood escaped the slums mm-hmm. and you're gonna give me that chicken you should have saw me black we got a black in here this this ain't a white this ain't a white guy it's a black guy make his chicken fresh see that's the problem with the reverse gentrification because the the, the, the secret okay to bojangles is the soul of the employees that work there okay when the bojangles is in the hood you're gonna have hood employees when you try to take a Bojangles to the suburbs, those employees that know how to fry that chicken up right, they're still in the hood. They're not you know coming what's wrong? out to you the suburbs to work at Bojangles. Right. So you're going to have a 16-year-old teenager who thinks this is cool. You know, This ain't cool, man. It's not cool. It's not a game. It ain't a game, It's man. not a game. If you have the audacity to take my money, don't play games with my chicken. This is a black man on Sunday afternoon. Okay? In, we we in we're, a suit. We're, we're in our in midst. In a suit, BD. In a, in a suit. suit. 
all business, all sanctification, okay? This isn't a game. We're in our mid-30s. We can't just be having cheap meals all willy-nilly. We can't just, no. you know what I mean? We, we, we have to be, you know, sacred about our cheap meals. So for you yeah. to just waste a cheap meal, okay? You messed up my cheap meal for the week. I wanted some for delicious the- oh. fried chicken. And here you have messed it up. This is a prompt. Your wife doesn't always uh, recommend Bojangles. I'm willing to bet. No. This was a rare uh, occasion. And you messed it up, Bojangles, because you tried to reverse gentrify Bojangles. Now this man's wife will probably never recommend Bojangles again on a Sunday afternoon. And you know where I was at Monday? (laughs) That's I was at the hood, Bojangles, on Monday. <laughs> I'm I'm justified by I only had one bite, babe. I only have a, a half a chicken, babe. I had to make this right. You know why? What's wrong with the reverse gentrification of Bojangles? You know what's wrong, BD? What's that? They probably followed that laminated paper in front of them on how to do the chicken. Exactly. And that's where no. they messed up. No. Bruh, when I go to the hood, Bojangles, bruh, oh, man, I, I don't even know if that's juice or grease. Either way, it tastes great. Oh, man. When she told me to pull up, man, I said, man, God always turned things around for my good. Mm-hmm. And you know, on, the only Bojangles I would ever trust are the ones that's not renovated. <laughs> Put in, you put in your mission statement the year you was created on the side of your mm-hmm. building. I don't want to see I can't trust that. you. Nope. Yo, I see where you put the money at. Exactly. You put the money in the brick and mortar. Mm. Bojangles. Hot high school student greeting me at a Bojangles. No. Didn't he, didn't he want to be there? I want somebody that has to be. Exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. I was I like, you somebody who has to work. Exactly. They know if they cook this chicken wrong, that's it for them. <laughs> that's what I want. I want you to be like, look, I got to make this chicken right, man. If that uh, Caucasian teenager gives you some substandard fried chicken, you think it's really going to affect him in his life? No. No. He's just doing no. this... F- for a little extra change so he can go buy the newest I don't know what the kids are playing and these the, days. Oh, and the and you and you could tell that he wasn't the type that'd get a job at Chick-fil-A, but he'll he thought he could just scurry across the street. It's the same thing. It's chicken, right? No, it's not the same. <laughs> no, it's not the same. Bruh, thing. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stalk this Bojang until I see that boy work there. I'm gonna pull that man <laughs> to the side. Come here, young, come here, young man. Come here, young man. I know it was two weeks ago, but you remember me? No, you don't. <laughs> no, you didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't care. You, you didn't care, bro. When you get when, when you put that Bojangles shirt and you put that Bojangles apron on, <laughs> you respect this place. You respect who you working for, okay, young man? I know you're seventeen. I know you. No, 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 no. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. So when you get behind that counter and you see a black man in a suit Sunday afternoon and you see his wife still in the car, Mm -hmm. you know he he has a brief moment with his mistress and that's Bojangles. Mm. 
and you make it worth my while and give me some good fresh hot chicken. Okay. I'm sorry that you had to experience that, JP. Oh, it's okay. Monday I went right back to make that right or wrong. But did I I never forgot that moment. I say, you know what? Every time there's a Bojangles by a Whole Foods, can't trust it. Bojang if there's a Bojangles beside, if there's a Bojangles near a Whole Foods, a Harris Teeter, uh, a, a grocery store outside a food line, outside a giant penny. If that Bojangles is by itself, that's the one you trust. Mm-hmm. If it's a Bojangles in the hood and you see homeless people outside, that's the one you trust. Right. If you see a Bojangles and you see crime, don't be afraid. God is with you. You go in there and get you some good chicken. That's right. If the sanitation score is above probably a good 96, 97, you don't want that Bojangles. You don't want that Bojangles. That means they 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 dot in every eye, crossing every T. That's no, right. I want you. Mm-mm. I want you to do what's wrong to that chicken. Exactly. <laughs> I want you to do something wrong to that. I chicken. I want you to do something wrong to that chicken. <laughs> Just don't put no bodily fluids on it, but do whatever you must. <laughs> okay. Give me, give me, give me something that ain't right. <laughs> give, me give me something that ain't give me, right. Give, give me something that ain't right. <laughs> That's one thing about a black man. When it comes to our chicken, one thing about my cheat meal, I do not care about the steroids or whatever modification they do to that chicken. <laughs> give me the worst you have. <laughs> give me, give me that 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 thigh look like it's a whole rotisserie chicken. <laughs> give Mm-mm. me that. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> give me that. It, it ain't right. But my but I'm ready. Give me that Popeyes chicken sandwich, chicken breast, that GMO steroid in If if I want to be health conscious, I go to Chick Fil A. You're right. But I, if I want to, if I want to be dirty, mm. Bojangles. Yeah. Bojangles. If I if I if I just want to be sneaky, <clears throat> if I want to be curious, <clears throat> if I want to be enticed. Seduced I'm even. Going, seduced even. Oh man, my mouth waters every time they say pull to the front. <laughs> oh man, I can't, I'm looking at the window. I should be looking at my phone. I'm trying to listen to Undisputed. I'm looking at my window. Just can't wait till she come through that door. Mm. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. Skirt! Let's get that car. I put the thing and I park. I don't even, get, I don't even go back to my job. I park. <laughs> oh, I tear that box open. Don't you run away. Don't you go nowhere. <laughs> I'm not even sure if this is appropriate. <laughs> bro, I ain't talking like that. I'm talking about a man and his chicken, bro. I ain't talking about nothing. I ain't talking about nothing else. I know you're talking about chicken, but it just, I don't know. Bro. Oh, man. That's funny. Well, Jangles will do that to you, though. Well, I'm sorry you had to experience that, J.E. I hope that, um, you know, for everyone, you know, whether it's Bojangles, whether it's Popeyes, whatever the case may be, you don't want to go to the one in the suburbs. Reverse gentrification is real. It's not right. Yeah. It's not right, it's not right man. All right, J.E., what are yeah. we talking about today, man? We're talking about insecurities, man. Mm. the signs that you're insecure okay, and how to overcome the effects of those insecurities. That's what we're going to talk about today. Mm. It's a good topic. It's a good topic. 
You want me to go ahead and take it from here? Because I'm the I'm one with the notes. You're gonna have to take. Let's go forward. Today we're gonna be talking about signs that you are insecure and how to overcome those insecurities. I'm gonna just briefly go over um, the intro, then I'm gonna do the signs, and then I'm gonna talk about how to ensure that you stay confident mm-hmm. or secure. Okay. I have an acronym for confidence. I'm sure. So there's do. a lot of points here, and I'm gonna have to go through very quickly. But BD, I'm sure he will chime in every now and then. Okay. I will. Let's look at some definitions of insecure and insecurities. And then we'll get to some signs that me and BD can really go back and forth on. Then we want to talk about real quickly how to overcome the effects of those insecurities. Now, an insecure person is a person who's not confident or assured. They're uncertain and anxious. These individuals lack self-confidence. Okay. An insecure person is a person who's not confident or assured. They're uncertain or anxious. These are individuals who lack self-confidence. And insecurity is an area in your life that is not secure. The last definition is an insecure person is a person who lacks confidence or confidence in a significant or specific area. A lot of people, BD, struggle with insecurity, don't even know it. You can't control the rise of an insecurity, but you can control the life you give in insecurity. You're always going to be at uncertain moments. You're always going to be in uncomfortable places. But the thing is, who's the person that's with you in those places? It's important for you and I to make sure that we're confident and not in our own confidence because whatever we're confident in outside of Christ will wane. If I put my confidence in my money and now I feel secure, what happens when I lose my money? Right. If I put my confidence in my woman, if I lose my wife, then what's going to happen to my, my security? If I put my life in anything that can move, if it moves, I'm moved. Mm. But the one person that cannot be moved is God. So when my full security and I rest in who he is and who I am in him, then money can go. Success can go. Everything can go. But I won't be moved. What areas in your life are insecure? What areas in your in your life is not secured in God? What kind of person would you be today or what emotions will come to the surface if you lost your job, if you lost your money, if you lost your boo, if you lost what made makes you if you lost what you identify with, what happens? That's the question we have to really process today because I got a lot of messages this past week on people who are struggling with insecurities. And you got to secure yourself up, man, because if not, you're going to be played a fool. You're going to be discouraged all the time and you're not going to really be yourself. Now, let's talk about, I don't know if you want to chime in on that, BD. That was just the intro. Not go ahead. 10 signs that you are insecure. Okay. Number one, you hate being alone. Mm-hmm. You know you insecure when you don't like you enough to even enjoy your own company. How can you really be secure in anything if you can't even find out your creativity, your creativeness alone? I found the best in me. You see what I'm saying? I found the best of who I am by being alone. By processing with God, getting to know myself. You know you insecure when you hate being alone. A part of life 
is being by yourself, loving yourself, caring for you. An insecure person is a person who hates being alone. Anything you want to add, BD? Mm, not so much. That's pretty. That's pretty clear cut. Number two, sign that you're insecure. You're always trying to impress people. Impress is two words. I'm press. That means I'm press for attention, or I'm trying to press in, force my way in. I don't got time to impress. I'm here to impact. Impact means I'm packed. I'm making a pact with something. There's purpose behind this. I'm making a, <clears throat> a a pact with this. I'm making a promise to this. I don't impress. I'm not trying to press my way through. I'm not a, trying to press my way in to feel accepted or to feel noticed. No, I'm here to impact. I'm making a pact with the people I'm supposed to reach. I'm making a pact with them. So that when I when I do what I do, it's such it's such it's so impactful that they take a part of that pack with them. They take that with them and they'll never forget my existence in this world. Insecure people always trying to impress somebody. Listen, man, you're not here to press in. You're supposed to impact. Insecure people always trying to impress others because they're not impressed of themselves. They don't they don't they don't even like themselves. You got to love you to impact those who don't feel loved. Anything on that, BD? Yeah, that just comes with um, being tuned into God and being tuned into, you know, the purpose and the gifts that he's giving you. And that's where a lot of that security will come from. Um, once you're tuned into that, then you're more concerned about, like you said, impacting other people, using that gift. How can I use this gift to impact people? I have confidence in this gift. I know that it is from God. So whatever I'm putting forth from this gift is going to be impactful. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be, you know, something that's going to bring value to people. So, you know, I'm not worried about trying to impress people. That doesn't do anything like, you know what I mean? Half the yeah. time you you buy stuff to impress people and they don't care anyway. Don't, don't nobody care, anyway. care. And they don't probably, probably don't even like you. So there's no point to trying to impress, no, you know, somebody else. But that is that's what insecure people do. The people that are secure People that know what their purpose is, people that know, you know, what their <clears throat> gifts are, they're trying to be impactful and they're using their gifts to impact other people in a positive way. That's real, BD. Man, kids be picking me all the time because I got an iPhone 5S. I said, you know, I said this in the last one of the other podcasts, I said, at least my 5S works. Hey. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't got time, man. Listen, why am I going to waste money trying to impress people that that are not even, don't even like me? And what's what's the point? The best you're gonna get from it is a compliment. Is that all you get? That's what you're looking for. <laughs> That's what you're looking for is a compliment. Nah, man. I I gotta focus my energy into producing bigger and better things, man. I, I'm out here trying to make it. I'm trying to make these things work. I'm trying to impact people. I'm only here once. Only uh, ain't, I'm not here to make y'all happy with what I wear. I'm here to make sure y'all sustained in joy. By what I give you. All right. Sign up the number three. Not these are not in no specific order. They're just a list that I came up with. Signs you're insecure. Number three, you worry a lot. You're all over the place. You worry a lot. People who are confident, people who are secure, they've they've they they've counted the costs. They've taken calculated risks. They're not afraid to fail. 
One thing about me, I don't, I'm not afraid to fail. I win, I learn. I don't win, I lose. I don't, I don't never catch an L. I know people may be laughing at me when they beat me in basketball. No, I learned today. <laughs> and when I come back to see you next week, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you my homework from this lesson. Okay. See what I'm saying? But people are insecure. They worry. They're they're anxious. They're 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 they just well, they just they just worried about the wrong things, man. A person who is secure and stable, they're not worried. They're not pressed. They're not they're not anxious for much. They're just they know what they want. They know why they're here. They move. They're not worried about when the next check gonna come. They're not worried about a lot of different things because they secure and what they in their work ethic. That's what I got for that, BB. Absolutely, and that security comes from confidence in again, you know, your gifts, your abilities, but also uh, from having a strong foundation in your relationship with God. Because yep. you know, if you're a believer. You know that no matter what, God got you. He got you. You know what I mean? Like, and that doesn't mean you're never gonna, you know, have any struggles or any, you know, lessons, as Josh put it. But it just means that no matter what, it's all a part of his greater plan and getting me to where I need to go. For you to become the best at what you do, you're gonna have to take some lumps and bruises. That's how you yeah. get, you know, that's how you <clears throat> you know, for muscles to get stronger, they have to tear. So just because you're going through some things. You have to understand that your your confidence has to be in God, and that's when you um, that's when you're secure. Yeah, pruning's a part of purpose, man. When I go through trials, trials are necessary. My faith has to be tested, so patience can have a perfect work. I have to be tested. I gotta go through tough times, and I know a lot of y'all right now is like, man, I'm worried, but that shows that you're not confident that God is going to bring you through God. If God brought you to this, he's going to bring you through it. But most people want God to bring them around it, bring them above it, bring it up under it, around it. God going to bring you through that thing, right? You got to, you don't go through it, grow through it. You become better, not through comfort through, but through challenges. Nobody grows through comfort zones. You grow through challenge zones. You have to get challenged. So don't worry about, yes, it's going to be painful. Pruning sucks. Pruning hurts, but pruning is necessary so you can bear more fruit. So don't worry about the wilderness you're going through. Don't worry about the, the, the things you have to face in life. Don't worry. God's got you. Anytime you always worrying, complaining, sad, nobody wants to be around that. Find out why God has you where you are and go through that thing. And that's why, you know, this message is so important because a lot of people, you know, don't have that security or that, you know, strong foundation and that faith and belief in God. And that could stop you from, you know, accomplishing the purpose that God has for you, because like you said, he's going to take you through it. So you're going to, you know, just because you're going through things, just because you're you know, coming across hardships, just because a couple people told you no, just because you might have lost that job, that doesn't mean that God's purpose and plan for your life is not still being carried out. It just means that you're having to, he's taking you through some things to get you to where he needs you to go. But you have to have that confidence in him. You have to have that confidence in yourself and you have to have that confidence in him to say, all right, I'm not just going to give up. I'm not just going to say, you know what? I don't, God's not real. Why would he have me going through this? You know, God, this isn't my gift. Obviously I'm not good enough. I went to one, you know, uh, record label and they told me no. Like, no, you have that confidence in your gift. You have that confidence in God and he'll take you through and he'll get you where you got to, where you need to go. But you have to have that security. Listen, man, you know how many times I was told no? 
<clears throat> you don't write six books just because, you know what I'm saying? You do it because you believe in yourself. You believe in the gift that God give, gave. I believe in the gift God gave me. Listen, I've been in this game for 11 years, man. I had people walk out on me. I had people talk crazy about me, man. I went through some stuff. I went through some very pruning experience that was important. Do you know how immature I was? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you know what God had to uh, uh, get out of me? I'm so thankful that I went through those pruning stages. I'm so glad because now I'm wiser. I'm better. I'm smarter. You see what I'm saying? That's what it is. Signs you're insecure, number four, you fear rejection. That goes with worry a lot. You fear rejection. That's just that's just self-explanatory. Listen, you're going to get rejected, but rejection is your protection. You see what I'm saying? When one person rejects you, that means they don't really know how to recognize value. When people reject me, they don't really know how to recognize value. They don't. A person's rejection shouldn't dictate your value. You see what I'm saying? You should know your value going in. If they don't know your value now, they'll soon know your value later. But if you fear rejection, that means you're procrastinating. That means you you stagnant. You don't want to try anything new. <coughs> Insecure people keep doing the same things. Secure people are investigators. They're discoverers. They go out there and see what possible thing they can create. Insecure people don't want to be safe. Secure people go where there's uns where there's no safety and make it safe. And, and and not everybody's built that way, but not everybody should stay that way. There should be some type of courage in you. If you're afraid of the word no, then you must not be comfort, comforted by God's yes. If God told you yes, it don't matter who told you no. So don't be in your insecurity saying, well, what if I fail? What if you do? At least you get to learn. But don't don't stay stagnant because of of uh, because of rejection. You're going to fail in life You're going to be rejected But you got to continue to follow your projections What God has projected for you to do You see what I'm saying? Yeah, rejection basically means one of two things Either that's not You know, that wasn't the person Or that wasn't the opportunity that God has for you Or number two You you just haven't become You know, the person that you need to be To take advantage of, you know, that opportunity and either one of them, like the first one, if it if that it just might just not be the person for you, might just not be the opportunity for you, may just not be the circumstance for you. And God has got something better coming. So you're good. Number two, doesn't mean that you won't get, you know, that opportunity. You just haven't become that person yet. So God is That's still true. working on you. God's still pruning you. You might need to pick up a book and get better at something. You might need to sharpen, you know, a certain aspect of your gift. So it's still coming. But you just have to become the person that you need to become to take advantage of that opportunity. So and, rejection and is a, not a bad thing. It's just one step closer to where you're going to get to. That's real. That's a great point, BD, because a lot of people think, well, I guess they rejected me, but you got a false sense of your own value. We're, I'm talking about if, you, if you're valuable and they're rejecting you because of hate, envy or whatever. But the flip side is what BD shared. If, if someone legit rejects you, I don't even want to say rejects, reject you, but just tells you no, grow. Someone tells you no, you say, okay, ask them questions. Okay, thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation with you. But let me know what I, where I need to improve, what do I need to do to, to grow into a better person to attract these kind of um, positions. That's how you handle that. And that's if, security. Yep. I hate to cut you off there, but I have to get no, it. That's can't. security. Like an insecure person is going to get butt hurt uh, because somebody rejected him and told him no. A secure person, I'd be like, hey. 
I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to interview or whatever the case may be. Hey, what are some things that I can improve on? And you take that feedback and you go get better. You don't get butt hurt. You don't get, you know, your feelings all in your feelings and get your feelings hurt and just give up and quit. Like that's insecurity. Security is, hey, how can I grow from this opportunity? Maybe they, you know, just don't know what they're doing and, you know, they, I don't want to work with them anyway, but maybe they are good at what they're doing. You just haven't become that person yet. Maybe they can give you some effort. What can I get from them? What can they tell me about how I can get better? That's <clears throat> security. And it's unfortunate, BD, how many people in our world today have gotten soft over the years. People don't know how to handle criticism. They don't know how to handle critique. Every per everybody critiquing you is not hating you. No. Everybody critiquing you is not hating on you. Some people they just they don't want to hear other people critique them because they want to prove to who are you trying to prove to? That person look good. They the one got the bag. They good. They're trying to give you a a, a million dollars worth of game for nine ninety nine. You see what I'm saying? They're trying to put you on, but the fact that you are all insecure, you you know you're insecure when you get right into your feelings. Right. No, no, no. You got to get into your willing. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to grow. You got to get part of life is rejection. I've been rejected so much that now I know the difference between rejection and protection and help me to learn and grow more. Right. Next point, <clears throat> you know, you're inside that you're insecure. And I'm saying these things not because I'm better than somebody. Some of these things were a part of my life for a long period of time. And some of these things I may be still dealing with, but I know who I believe. So this is not sitting there saying that you can, you will ever overcome insecurities. We're talking about an insecure state of mind you need to overcome. But there's going to be insecurities that rises up in your heart, and you got to know how to deal with those. Right. But we'll get there soon. Signs you're insecure, number five, you have social anxiety. I, I life coached someone this past week, and, and they deal with social anxiety. And that's a new term that I heard maybe a few months ago. But social anxiety is anxiety in social environments. That being around people makes you anxious. And and I helped uh, help I helped her unpack her why she socially have social anxiety. And she told me because there was a moment in junior high school. Oh, wow, I sound like I'm six years old. There was a moment in middle school where you know she just didn't dress like everybody, and she walked into a room and everybody laughed at her. And that was the moment that birthed the symptoms that she's experiencing now called social anxiety. Listen, confidence is I can walk in any room wearing whatever I'm wearing, carrying my uniqueness, however I carry it, and don't care what you got to say about it. That's confidence. If you change who you are just to feel accepted, that's the wrong route to go. You got to be able to walk in any environment confident. Man, do you know how many threes and fours walk in rooms like they're tens? And that three and four looks, they, they walk around so comp. Now, I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm just giving an analogy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not the measure of numbers and where people are. I'm just giving them a principle, an analogy. But there are certain people that don't match the world's view of beauty. They walk in there like they the stuff. That's how you got to be. There was a time in high school when I was ashamed of my forehead. I got all kind of big head jokes. I got a big head joke that was so hilarious, but it hurt me. When they talked about that you the ninja tater, you the, you the ninja, you the, uh, teenage, you the teenage ninja mutant ninja turtle 
that can't put his head back in the shell. That hurt. <laughs> Cause I was like, man, Donatello got his head in his shell. <clears throat> you know, Michelangelo got his. Y'all try to say that I was the the long lost Ninja Turtle. Mm. That nobody wanted to I couldn't get on the show because my head couldn't get in the shell. <laughs> but now I don't care what you gotta say about my forehead, about my forehead, about nothing. I walk in that thing, and yes, it goes in the room first. But when I walk into the room, hey, I'm confident. Like I said in the video, whatever you don't own about yourself will be sold against you. Mm. You gotta own it before somebody sells it against you. And now they own you because of what you didn't first own yourself. So don't don't walk into every room confident. And if they do laugh at you, keep it moving. People who got time to laugh at you, listen, people who are secure ain't thinking about what you're wearing. True. Secure people ain't what do you know? I, I don't recognize nobody when I'm about mines. I see what I see. I know what I know, but I don't care about it. Well, I don't got time. I got to get this book done. I'm not, I'm 80, I, I ain't going to put my business out there, but I'm 80% done with a book and I, and I, and I just started Sunday. I don't got time. I'm a machine. I got to produce. And that's what you got to do too. Now, signs you're insecure. Number six, you crave approval. Crave approval. If only this group approves me. That goes to the high levels. You can mm-hmm. be, you can have all kind of money and still looking for approval. Right. I rather, I rather have nothing and know that I'm accepted than to have everything looking for acceptance. Mm. I got God. I don't need nobody. Lord. <laughs> oh, you don't need nobody's approval. God, God accepted. He adopted you. He approved you. Walk with that confidence. I, I don't care. If I'm in front of a millionaire, an athlete, a billionaire, a person, I I don't care. I walk in a room like you need to know me. Because I'm sent. I'm a sent one. I'm approved. I'm accepted. And I have an assignment. And wherever God has me, y'all better respect it. Because God has something for me to do here. Insecure people look for approval. Secure people already know they're approved. And they live off of that. They live from that. They don't live for acceptance. They live from acceptance. Living for something means you always got to chase it and that thing validates you. Living from something means I already went through that validation process. I'm good because of the blood of the lamb. I'm legit. So let's get to it. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if you have anything on that, BD. I just, I, I just had, to, I had, to, I had to come with that heat on that one. Yeah, you marked that one, bro. <laughs> I ain't got I had, nothing I, to add. I had, to, I emptied a clip on that one, BD. <laughs> Cause I I've been there. I yeah. used to be. I I was seeking people's approval, and I don't care now. And I'm freer now. Do you know there's not one person on this planet that I'm looking for approval from? Do you know how much sleep I get? Do you know how much peace I have? That I'm not on a person's page hoping. Why didn't she like it? Why didn't he like it? Why didn't they say something? Oh snap! Now I'm questioning my whole existence. What? You post that status with confidence. If, I don't care if you get two or three likes. You post. You do you, boo. You do you, my dude. 
If they like it or not, one day the world will love it. And even if they don't love it, I know God loves it. You've got to do things with the audience of one mentality. I do it for God, and that's it. I can go into a room right now and preach. If nobody say a word, I wash my hands. I did my job. I'm out. I don't need nobody shouting me down, hollering, throwing Bibles at me, talking about that's a good word, preaching. No. For time says, keep going. Number seven, you know you're insecure when you let people define you. That goes with approval. When you let people define you. You still living off your mother's definition of you. Mm. You still living off your father's definition of you. Mm. You still living off your ex definition of you. Mm. When are you going to find your original definition? You insecure when you live off of what somebody else defines you as. Mm. What is God's definition of you? Right. That would change your whole perspective in life. Oh, that's, that's a powerful one right there, man. That's, yeah. that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And I mean, yeah, like you said, that can be your parents, you know, what your parents view you as. Because sometimes... You know, and when you're growing up, your parents, you know, they raise you and they know you their whole life. But then you get older and, you know, people change, you know, you, you, you get older, you get more mature, you get a family, you, you grow in your relationship with God, discover what he wants you to do. And sometimes, you know, your parents got an image of you that, you know, the old you, you know, that grew up in their house or, or they got, you know, plans that they had for you that they thought you were going to do. And you have to have that security to be like, no, this is this is who I am now. This is what I'm going to do. This is what God's called me to do, whether that's parents, whether that's friends, you know, friends thinking that you're something that you're not anymore. And they want you to come do some stuff that you used to do, but you, you're you not trying to rock that way no more. You have to have the security in yourself not to let them define who you are. That's not me anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, friends, parents, uh, you know, relationships, whatever the case may be, you have to have that security to say, you know, define, you define who you are and God defines who you are and your relationship with God defines who you are. So, yeah, and that's a man, big point right there. Listen, the Bible says, let God be true and every man alive. You see what I'm saying? Listen, Bible talks about it. Jesus came to be a sword to put mother against daughters, father against son. That's what it is. You got to live for something bigger than the, than, than the family's definition of your friends, definition of your of culture's definition of you. I don't care if you're a black male. I don't care if you live in a society where you're a black man or a white man. I don't care because everybody has their own unique struggles. You see I don't care what society says about you. I don't care what. Let God be true and every man a liar. For God, you live. For God, you die. Period. You, if I don't care if they don't want you to come to Thanksgiving. I don't care if they don't want you to come to the cookout. So be it. That's what contentment is. I'm so God is so enough for me. What you say to me, it it can't even can't even compare. Right. And you gotta grow to that place because that's the freest life you're gonna ever live. Because now you're free from people's opinions. It really doesn't bother me what anyone says about me. Because if it ain't affecting my money, mm. if it ain't affecting my marriage, mm -hmm. if it ain't affecting my ministry to God, mm -hmm. what does it have to do? Why are you letting things catch your attention that ain't affecting your percentages? 
They ain't affecting your money. They ain't, that ain't, like, like you letting outside people affect your marriage, letting outside people affect your ministry to God, affect your money. Man, I hate to think like my mom would say. <laughs> Listen, man, you got to get to a place where God's enough. Because right. people will treat you crazy. Mm. Number eight, signs you're insecure, you gossip and quick to put people down. You should have no time in your day to talk about anybody. No. If you got time to talk about somebody, then you're afraid to be about something. You're afraid to do what you're supposed to. I don't talk about nobody. The only time I talk about somebody is when I'm talking to my wife. That's the only time. Because I tell my wife, if I got to vent, if someone tried me, if someone, I vent to her. I don't right. gossip, I vent. That's the safest place that I can even share my feelings about anybody who's done me whatever. But outside of that, I ain't talking, I ain't talking, I don't got time to talk about nobody. Because, the, the, because you don't want to be labeled as a person that can't hold water, that always talk about, that, that is, that's so, that's so ugly in 2019. Yep. You st yeah, people still gossiping. There's so much to do. And you you got time to talk about somebody. At least talk about somebody ain't doing nothing. But if you don't talk about somebody, you gonna talk about. Listen, that's embarrassing. Talking about somebody that's doing something. Talking about anybody. Period. Come on, man. It's time Ooh. to look yourself in the mirror and get over yourself and get over what that person did to you and stop gossiping, yo. You said it best, man. I mean, I ain't, I don't really have much to add to it except for, I mean, you know, outside of the fact that you should not have time to be worrying and gossiping about somebody else. If you got time to be worried about what somebody else is doing, then you're not doing enough. You're not, you're not, enough. You, you're not carrying out your, the purpose that God has for your life will completely engulf all of your time. That's real. It will. It's going to take over. You know, like you'll have time for your family. You'll have time for, you know, your job or whatever. Outside of that, you're doing what your calling is. You shouldn't have time for nothing else. You shouldn't have time to worry about what he's doing, John is doing over there, or what Sally's doing over there. They handling their business. They doing what they're going to do. Yeah. That's between them and God. Whether they, you know, realize their purpose for their life or what they're doing. If they trying to do something that if they are trying to walk in a purpose, then you definitely don't need to be putting your mouth on whatever they're doing. Yep. <clears throat> That's real, BD. What you're doing for God should engulf everything. Not everything, but the rest. You see what I'm saying? It shouldn't engulf your family. BD says it should engulf what's, what's priority to him. But you shouldn't have time. About time you even think, open up your mouth and say something about somebody, you fell asleep. Right. That's what you do. Man, about time I hit the bed, I'm out. <laughs> That's it, out like a light. Like a light. That's me. Number nine, real quick. You Signs you're insecure. Number nine, you struggle with self-hate and you have low self-esteem. The root of all insecurities, most insecurities, is some kind of self-hate. Some type of low self-esteem. People who love themselves are secure individuals. Self-love leads to self-care. Self-hate leads to self-harm. You hurting yourself when you psychologically see yourself doing some of these things. You're only deepening the wound. You're only damaging yourself even more. Insecure people, in other words, number nine, don't love themselves and they have low self-esteem. 
Number 10, last one, they won't get into the rest of these points here. Signs you're insecure? Man, oh man. Go ahead and start deleting your tweets right now. You know you're insecure when you're easily triggered and offended. If things trigger you like that, you're an insecure person. If you always get offended, you insecure. I do not care what a person does to me. I don't stay offended long. I don't let the sun go down on my offense. I don't. I don't got time to be offended. Being offended is distracting. I'm going I'm to hold what this person did to me for days. What? We live in a society where everybody's so easily triggered. Everything, you say, if you say female, people triggered. If you say woman, people triggered. If you say dog, someone's triggered. If you say color blue, the green people triggered. You see what I'm saying? Like, what is going on? We can't agree to disagree. We can't have critical thinking, critical conversations. Opposite sides can't come together. Nobody can critique something. Is it because the enemy wants this kind of culture where nobody can bring truth to a conversation? We got to get to a place where we stop being so easily triggered and overly emotional. You know you're insecure if you always find yourself in your emotions and triggered by stuff that shouldn't even take up the space of your time. Great prophet, uh, uh, you know, uh, psalmist plies once. (laughs) (laughs) The way you said plies, that's how you say a prophet's name. What, what I don't the, get paid to argue with you. Ooh, no. If I got paid, I'd be on undisputed. If I got paid, I'd be on first take. I ain't. I ain't. No. Who argues for free? I'm Ooh. not getting paid. I don't care about what you're saying about me. If I'm carrying out my purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing, hey man, I don't got time for it. Plies. You shouldn't have time for it, man. That's what I'm talking about. Don't have time for it. You shouldn't have time, man, to go back and forth with something that you ain't gonna get no check for. No. You see what I'm saying? Now let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the ten things to help you overcome oh my the effects. <laughs> Didn't we just do ten things? Hey, bro, I'm a thorough minister of the gospel, BD. Mm. See, I'm, I'm secure. This listen, people been trying to modify people been trying to modify the way I do my messages <laughs> since the beginning of time. You're gonna get about good 36 points. You're gonna get you're gonna get four points in the intro. You're gonna get four points in the intro. You're gonna get 10 from the middle. Mm-hmm. You guaranteed a good eight at the end. Mm-hmm. When you leave my message, you got a full understanding of what it is I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So BD, I couldn't just leave the people at you insecure, yo. Mm-mm. I got to teach the people how to handle the effects, how to build their self-confidence. And I worked hard. You know, it took me about 16, 18, 20. That's a long time for me. It took me about 18 minutes to get all these points to spell confidence. Okay. Before you... Go ahead. (laughs) That's all you can say. That's all you can say. Go ahead, Bishop. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, J.E. Go ahead, Mm -hmm. Slim Reverend. I know the people out there got their pen and paper out right now. Write it down. How to build your self-confidence. See? Secure yourself in Christ. Mm. Put your confidence in him. 
because you've been confirmed by him. I'm going to go through these briefly because I, I wanted to preach off that. But the, the first thing is to build yourself confidence. Your confidence cannot be in anything outside of Christ and what he did for you and what he's doing in you and what he's going to do through you. That's where your confidence should lie in his sanctification work in you. That's where your confidence has to be. If you're not where you need to be, know that he's working it out from you. If, you. if you're worried about where you came from, look at where he's brought you. If you're nervous about where you're going to, look how far he brought you and a track record and proof that's showing you that he will take you there. Your confidence has to be under no matter what anyone says about you. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. So it's best to be on the best side of history. Number two, how to build yourself confidence? Oh, Speak positively over yourself. Be very careful what you allow to fly over you because you never know what bombs they may drop. You see what I'm saying? You got to make sure you speak positive words over yourself. Make sure that you surround yourself with people that are in agreement with the positivity that you're speaking over yourself. You got to be, you got to say it out loud, positivity. You got to speak affirmations. You got to be able to speak positive, like, no, I will, I shall, I must. The King James Version of Eric Thomas saying, I will, I shall, I truly and surely must. <laughs> hey. You got to speak positive over yourself. Go ahead, BD. Nah, that's real. Hey, all jokes aside, I have a list of affirmations, man. Same here. That I go through every morning as part of my morning routine. And I read down that list. And after a while, it just gets in you. Like, you know what I mean? Like after a while, you memorize the list and you just rattle it off and it just becomes who you are. So that's important. You got to speak those words over yourself. That's how you build your self-confidence. Find out what the word of God says about you. That's real. Write it down. Make a list of everything that the word of God says about you and anything else that you want to, you know, things that you want, characteristics that you want to, you know, strengthen yourself in areas that you want to improve in. Just write it down and say those things every day. Just that's where it starts. Say it, say it, say it, speak it, speak it, speak it into existence. Get it in your spirit. Yep. And you know why I said speak it over yourself? Because there's a bunch of demonic spirit that only honors what you say over yourself. If you say bad stuff about yourself, they got they, they have legal right to it to do exactly what you say. If you say what the word of God said, they have the they have no rights. They gotta back off. You gotta speak positive things over yourself so the spiritual world can respect it and know where you where you stand in faith. But you got you to gotta believe it, though, man. You got to speak over yourself. How to build yourself confidence in? Forgive yourself and others and move on to what's next. From X to next, the X situation, the X, the X person. You got to move on to what's next. You got to forgive quickly. Forgiveness is the opportunity to give you the chance to go forward. Listen, man, to build yourself confidence, you got to get rid of the thing that used to be your confidence. You got to get over what used to be your confidence. And find your new place of confidence, which is in Christ. And move on to what's next. Forgiveness is the number one thing, one of the top things with fear that keeps people from going forward. That person done moved on. It's time for you to move on. To build yourself confidence in, you got to forgive yourself and others and move on to what's next. You got to forgive yourself, yo. Most people that I talk to are really not mad at the person that hurt them they mad at themselves yes you put yourself in a situation yes it was a dumb decision yes it was stupid but you survived it the only reason why you still being affected by it is because you allowing that thing to still thrive that thing's supposed to die because you survived be motivated knowing that hey 
I survived this, and now I'm going to thrive going forward. F, how to build self-confidence. Remember that people are fickle and flawed. People are fickle and flawed. People are going to disappoint you. People are going to hurt you. Your confidence cannot be in people. They fluctuate. One day they're your friend. <clears throat> the next day they're not your friend. One day she says, I love you. The next day she's out the door. He done told you he loved you, got what he wanted, got what he wanted the whole time for me. Now he disappeared. People are fake. People are fickle. People are flawed. Do not put your confidence in them. That's a good Anything one. You want to add on that, BD? Mm -mm, that's a good one right there. I, how to build yourself confidence, invest in your craft. Mm. Man, <clears throat> nobody can't tell me I ain't dope because I invested in this. You may have your opinions. You may say whatever about my delivery, but this delivery going to get to the doors of people that need to hear it. You see what I'm saying? You got to understand, your craft ain't for everybody. There's going to be certain audiences that's going to critique your craft, but that's not what that's not who, that's not the group your craft is for. I became more confident. My Oh, man. When I held my first book in my hand, everybody who said I'll never finish out the door. Because one thing is, a finished product shuts up a bunch of open mouths. Because when you finish something, what they said against it is done. They can't say nothing else. All they can do is be like, well, it ain't that dope, but it's done. You got to invest in your craft. Confidence builds when you see your craft. The enemy and your haters do not want you to eat the fruit of, of your craft. Listen, I get paid twice a month invisibly from work that's already done. Work that I've done 10 years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, I'm getting paid off of. Imagine me allowing what somebody defined me as to keep me from being about mines. All right, now. Invest in your craft and watch your confidence build because God's going to show you how he, God's going to teach your hands how to profit. He'll make your gift to such a degree where it makes room for you. How to build yourself confidence D, personally improve daily, be disciplined. The fruit of discipline is always sweeter than the fruit of procrastination. The fruit of discipline is always sweeter than the fruits of distractions. Always sweeter. I'm glad I put the work in. You see what I'm saying? I'm glad I'm everyday person developing myself because I've tasted the sweet fruit of my disciplines. How to build yourself confidence? Improve yourself every day. Get if it. Listen, coach used to be three fifteen, and one day I went by the mirror, BD, mm -hmm. and a mirror said, "Bruh, don't walk by here like that, bro." The mirror was like, "Man, bruh, what, what's wrong with you?" I said, "What you mean?" He's like, "No, that person, the, the Josh, Josh, looking back at me was like, bro, what's wrong with you, bro? You three fifteen? You trying to die, yo?" Right. And guess who's two two fifty-three since this morning? Two fifty-three? Two fifty-three. I'm stopping at two fifty, bro. Oh, I'ma I'm I'm see I'ma see what two forty-eight look like. And then start lifting. Like I'm lifting now, but I'm I, I wanna kinda just see I'ma see what two I'm a two fifty two fifty-five. I ain't going no less than that. But what I'm telling you is I didn't like what I saw in the mirror and I changed it. There are certain things you can't change about yourself. Own it. The things you can change, disown it. I'm done with it. I'm losing this weight. Okay? Develop yourself because confidence builds when you actually can build. 
Confidence builds when you actually can. You know, my wife said I don't snore no more. You say what? My wife said I don't snore no more. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> diet, diet can play a, a role in that. Yeah. yeah, obesity. Yeah, so person developing yourself and be disciplined because the fruits of discipline are always sweeter than the fruits of distraction. Let's keep going. Unless you want to add something, BD. Discipline is powerful. I've been studying a lot about discipline here lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is something that can definitely improve your self-confidence. Just, um, you know, being disciplined in like, say, for example, you're wanting to lose weight or whatever the case may be. Like implementing those daily disciplines, like just waking up. All right. Normally you eat, you know, three pancakes, eggs and bacon for breakfast. Just saying, hey, I'm going to eat oatmeal and two boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. that discipline you know being able to say no to what you normally do and you know eating that healthy breakfast that like that's a win yeah right and as you continue to make those disciplined decisions day after day after day it does it builds a self a sense of self-confidence <clears throat> because you realize that you're in control you're in control of you know your level of success you're in control of how you look like that gives you confidence. So discipline is definitely a major one because discipline is pretty much like I would say the number one key to success. You look one. at any successful person, they, I'm going to show you somebody who's disciplined. So if you're able to make those <clears throat> dis- discipline decisions, that's going to give you confidence and that's going to build your self-confidence. That's real, BD. Listen, man, if you want something done, you'll get it done. And discipline's the key to ensure you get it done. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm about I'm sixty to seventy percent done with a book, and I started Sunday. It's discipline. I'm 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 a fine time. You find time what you want to find time for. You see what I'm saying? And it contrary to probably everybody's discipline, but not everybody's discipline in the right things. You are what you are disciplined at. If you, I used to be very disciplined in getting my two honey bun. Very <laughs> disciplined, devoted. Right. See what I'm saying? Devoted. I knew I got pissed off when I walked into a 7-Eleven and they had these honey buns at regular price. I'm like, yo, I I, I refuse to give my money to an establishment for one honey bun. I said, nah, I'm going to go. I used to drive an extra 15 minutes just to see if the next 7-Eleven has two for two. That's discipline in the wrong direction. You got to be disciplined going in the right direction. Because you are what you disciplinary. Well, you are what you do. Keep going. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Real quick, self confidence builds e when you establish who you are. You got to establish who you are. Who am I? And if you got to walk out to the backfield in your house and scream up to heaven, God, who am I? Talk to him. Get established. Find out who you are. Don't wait till you sixty to find out. Don't wait till you thirty to find out. If you thirteen years old, you got a son that's sixteen. He needs to find out now. We we do you know how many years we go not knowing who we are? I was an author before twenty one. How many books did I miss out on in my teenagers that I could have written if I was aware of who I was? You and that's how I'm a parent. I'm a, I'm like God. Show me what this child's supposed to do. Because I don't want to waste this kid's time. You see what I'm saying? So you got to establish who you are now. Don't lay another brick in your life. Do not lay another thing of anything on your life until you find out who you are. How to build yourself confidence in? Give yourself the time you need 
nothing happens overnight. Mm. Nothing happens overnight. People put their confidence in unrealistic expectation of their of of what they want out of life. And then you suffer and you get insecure and you quit. <clears throat> I was there when I wrote my first book. I thought I was going to sell a thousand books my first month. That was dumb. Sold 25. <laughs> and you know how long it took me to rest my, wrote my next book? Two and a half years. That's how discouraged I was. Off of t- but Josh, you sold 25 though. I can't believe I wasted two and a half years to write my second book because I was discouraged because I didn't sell a thousand. Come on, man. Yeah, do you think these 11 years was easy for me? No, it wasn't. But it's easier now because I have understanding that some people, it takes, for the greatest people, great, the great people, it takes a decade plus to get where you got to get to. Don't underestimate what you can do in a decade and overestimate what you could do in a year. People be thought, well, I'm going to get it done in a year. No, this ain't your year. This, I know the preacher lied to you on, on when, the, when the ball was about to drop on New Year's Eve service. This ain't your year, and you got to be okay with that. Give yourself 10 years to do something, because 10 years of you trying something will determine if that's what you really about. Nothing happens overnight. You got to give yourself the time you need. There's a set time you need to get certain things done. Don't allow that window to close on you, and don't try to expedite the process. The last, uh, C, how to build yourself confident, C. Let God's love spark self-love and self-care. In other words, care for you. <clears throat> you got to take care of you. You got to love you, man. Embrace the love of God so you can start self-loving yourself. Start loving yourself so that you can start taking care of yourself, man. Confident people take care of the details of them. They take of them. They take care of themselves holistically. Let's keep going. Last but not least, I know BD probably fell asleep. How did you, you there, BD? I'm good. <laughs> well, my phone got says poor connection, so I can't see you on my phone. No, I was like, no, nah, I'm right here. I'm good. Signs you're insecure, E, erase poor thinking habits and establish new ones. Mm. You got to reverse bad thinking. Thoughts produce thought patterns. Thought patterns produce mindsets. See what I'm saying? So if you don't change your thoughts, because every thought comes packaged in it, a pattern of thoughts. Thoughts are energy thoughts are vibrations one thought vibrating through your mind can affect your whole mood then which affects your whole day that's why you gotta know say i can't think this way because you are what you think you Mm -hmm. are what you say those negative thought vibrations you gotta get them in see I, i do this analogy every time when thoughts come in your mind hold them right here process them here and send them out the ear there should be, the Holy Spirit should be determining what makes a left or what goes down into your heart. Something need to go one ear out the other. Right. You can't let these thoughts vibrate long in your mind because what they do, they're going to spawn thought patterns. Then those thought patterns are going to settle and produce a mindset. And now your life is jacked up because wherever your mind is sitting right now, your life will sit beside it eventually. So change your poor thinking habits and establish new ones. And start speaking of yourself and watch how your life will change. You are what you think and you eat what you say. For me, that starts like <clears throat> first thing in the morning, man. Like I, I, I firmly believe like that's that should be the first thing you do in the morning is take control of your mind, take control of your day. Yep. Speak into existence what the day is going to be. Start speaking into existence. You know, the things that the, the word of God has to say about me. What the word of God has to say about my life, about my purpose, about my family, 
go ahead and start that early. Start, you know, the, the affirmations that we talked about. Speak those affirmations over yourself. You got to, your like, your mind is the battlefield, man. You have to control that. And it starts from the jump. If you just go into your day and you haven't really, you know, set the tone of what your thoughts are going to be for that day, you're going to get hit with all kind of stuff. Yeah. Stuff's going to be coming at you all day. And if, you, if your mind's not right, you might not process it the right way. You might, you know, start letting those negative thoughts control you. Oh, man, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm not, you know, going to be able to accomplish that. No. When you start your day, I can do all things through Christ. That's real. I am a world overcomer. You know, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the head, not the tail. Blessed coming out. Blessed going in. There you go. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. A thousand may fall at my left, 10,000 in my right hand, but it won't come near me, bro. Listen, that's in, boy. I don't when care you, who gets shot up. Ain't a you know bullet I mean? gonna hit me and mines. I get myself so hyped up, man. By the time I come in, come in touch with, you know, whatever comes across my way, I'm like, I got that. Don't worry about that. Oh, t- too easy. I it's got too it. easy. Bam. Like, I can handle that. You, you can't handle that? I got it. I got that. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, I'm on fire. And it carries out throughout the day. So that's how you build yourself up. You build yourself confidence and you control your thoughts because that's where all of that starts. That's real. And my last E that just came to my dome. Stop blaming the enemy for everything. Most of the stuff we blame on the devil is our lack of discipline. The devil is just using your lack of discipline against you. Pastor Gould said something many years ago that stuck with me. He said, you defeat the devil through discipline. Mm. Jesus defeated him through discipline. Mm. He don't the only the only leverage the devil has against you. Oh, my wife just came. Girl, you better girl hold on. All right, man, we gotta um wrap this up. <laughs> um, anyway, now nah, I'm just joking. We don't gotta wrap this up. But but she she came in looking good. That's all I gotta say. Okay. So right. we, we gotta hurry up and get through this point. But stop blaming the devil for stop blaming the enemy <laughs> for everything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He's only using your lack of discipline against you. That's the only thing he's using against you. What most people do is. They got to find a scapegoat. They got to find somebody to blame. So they blame the devil. Man, stop blaming the enemy and everything and take responsibility for your life. It's real. All right, BD, that's it. Hey, man, I hope you guys got uh, are secure now. <laughs> but but security is a process, man. It is. It's the changing of your mind. We're not expecting you to be super, <clears throat> super secure tomorrow. That's unrealistic. But if you put some of these practices in place, you'll be able to see over time, wow, I really had some dark thoughts in my mind. I really was living off the definition of other people. Wow, I really got some work to do. And when listen, when I got married, BD, there were some insecurities that rose. But I put some of these things in place and I, I shot those things down because I'd never been a husband before. When I have kids, there are going to be some insecurities that rise because I've never been here before. But you know who you know who's with me and who has been there before? God. Right. And he saw fit for me. And if he saw me fit for it, then I'm able to do it. Exactly. And that's that's an important point because it's not something that, you know, you're just going to go, okay, give me a good week and I'll never be insecure again. Nah, like, no, nah. it's, a, it's a lifelong process. Lifelong process. It's a lifelong process. You're always going to have new situations that are going to, you're going to question, hey, can I handle this? Am I good enough for this? Or that are going to make you feel situations that are going to make you feel insecure. It's just having systems in place, yeah. being able to recognize this is a sign that I'm being insecure, being able to know these are things that I can implement so that I 
you know, I'm able to recognize and I'm able to overcome and control my thinking and my thoughts mm -hmm. so that I will not let that, you know, brief moment of insecurity stop me from doing what I need to do. That's right. You got to audit every thought in your mind. I tell people, don't leave thoughts in your mind. Put thoughts on paper so you can see just how stupid or how, how, how solid they are, how vain or how valid they are. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I do. I'm like, man, there's no validity to this thought. I write it down so my so I'm a, I can see it. Oh, wow. That's that's whack. Why am I why do I even waste time thinking on that? You know what I'm saying? And like BD said, man, it's it's a lifelong process. You can't avoid you can't avoid insecurities, but you can stop them from manifesting in your life. That's all I got, BD. That's all we got. But I hope you guys and gals understand that greater is he that's in you than anything that you face in this world that you really got to put the work in to not be insecure. Some people just want to be insecure, but you don't, that don't, they don't really make you anything in life. That's all I got, BD. Now, well, I'll let you do, that's your part, transitions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to switch it up and transition to something a little bit lighter. But since you talked about, Josh, the, the unfortunate Bojangles experience. Ah, bruh. Why I try to forget that. I'm sorry. We're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna play off of that. We're gonna we're gonna show some love to the hood. Well, I I I'm from there. I'm I'm BD's just giving. I'm giving back. Oh, listen, y'all lucky. I don't really have no cadence, cause I'm telling you, my wordplay. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I give y'all I, I give y'all albums every time I get on the video. I give y'all full body of work in one thirty minutes, bro. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna talk about our top five convenience store items. I guess you could say. So this is you know the gas station, or this is the Quick Mart over on Martin Luther King. You know this is yeah. you know you got to swing in. You just you just got to get those you know. Those, we, we talk about those corner stores with no gas. They only, go. they only got no gas pumps. They just the corner store. The corner store. All right. So Josh. Oh yeah. You want to start it off? I don't even know if I have mine in order. Bruh, I don't know if these are necessarily in order. I'm just gonna name them. Yeah, so, I, I think I'm just gonna name them. I have some honorable honorable mentions. Okay. I grew up never. I grew up my convenience store experience. I didn't really care about drinks much. Okay. I was more of, I'm going to get something that's going to be substance. Because when you pour, you need substance. Okay. I don't, <laughs> okay. see, when you, when you got a dollar, you found some quarters, you need substance. You ain't, what a drink going to do? BD's the only one that probably got drinks on his list because he was able to I get do. a drink and a snack. I, yes. I had to choose, I had to choose me this day. <laughs> And I had to think about, see, see, that's one thing that built resiliency as a child. I had to think about the next few hours. Mama okay. looking at you like, hey, this going to be it to about good 630. And it's like 10 a.m. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like, man, I got I to gotta think, okay, I'm trying to go outside. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go. I'm trying to do the slip and slide with the with the saran wrap. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to do some things. I mm -hmm. need substance, okay? Okay. But if I was to get, this is a new thing. Body armor. This, so these, this, this list is all of our lives. Okay. But man, I love body armor. Back in the, you never had body armor, bro. 
It's the healthy. No. It's the it's the healthy version of Gatorade. Okay. Kobe Bryant is invested in it. Oh, uh, okay. I've never had it, but body armor is what I get now. Now that I'm older and I got money, it's crazy, bro. You, I found out the real reason why I didn't go to Chick Fil A, bro. Why? I thought about this. The poverty mindset. Mm, see, you gotta come up. Nah, and I, and I stopped going like four years ago, right? And I was four or five years ago, and I was like, "Why am I not going to Chick Fil A?" I was like, "Bro, I can get I can get three double cheese. <laughs> I could get I could get worse quality for a better price, <laughs> right?" But now, now, I was like, I could actually afford this. Eight dollars was scary to me back then. Eight dollars for, bruh, eight dollars now. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Right. What's your uh? Oh, so my number five. That was my my number five, BD. Mm-hmm. The convenience store hot dogs, two for two twenty nine. I got that on my list too. With the chili, two for two. oh, with with the fifty <laughs> with the fifty cent. Add the chili and cheese, bro. Yes, I used to, bro, bro, bro. Listen, BD, I just don't walk in there. I don't just pick a hot dog, bro. I want to make sure I pick the bun that's at the bottom. You know that the heating thing at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I pick the bun at the bottom because of steam. You see, I'm saying steam does soften that bun. Right. Oh man, put them two. It would have been high. actually it may be higher on my list, but you know what I'm saying I'm bougie now. But man, I got the jumbo hot dogs, bro. Oh man, bro. Mm. If you really want to hook it up, if you are really want to get gourmet with it, okay, you get the bun. You go to the drink fountain. Get you a little bit of water, just just real quick. Splash it in there. Splash it in the the plastic container. Close the bun in there. If they have a microwave, normally the what? water goes to have a you microwave. You had time to do all this? None of yes. my hood stores had no microwave. Like I said, the hood stores, the corner store might not have had a microwave. The ones I frequent have microwaves. So I put it in there, let that steam, you know, let that water evaporate and steam into the bun so it's nice and soft. That's how you do it. Is this former B, like younger B or latter B? This is any time B. You this did is... this when you was a child? No. Okay, this is the latter B. You're oh, right. okay, okay, okay. I did not have that level of sophistication as a child. No. Bruh, I'm sorry, BD. Hot dogs are not given the respect they deserve. They're not. A good chili cheese dog, man. I'm you know what? My cheat meal tomorrow. I might just mm-hmm. have to go to Chubbs, bro. Chubbs. And get me a chili cheese dog, two chili cheese dog and chili cheese fries. That's a cheat meal. <laughs> number five was hot dogs, man. It may be number four on my list, bro. I, I, uh, were we not putting this in order? Yeah, I don't yeah, have mine in order. I didn't think this all the way through. But yeah, chili cheese dogs, two for 229, bro. All right. I I literally have that in parentheses, two for two. I didn't have the exact change, but. Um, <laughs> What's changed? Yeah. What's changed to a, a, a rich kid? What's changed? Wow. Okay. I, I had to look at those numbers. You, but my you, honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. My honorable mention <clears throat> is Jawbreakers. Man, nobody had no time for no Jawbreakers. Bro. That's a throwback to when I was a child. It, Jawbreakers were a really big deal, at least in you my neighborhood. You spent your money. I had, to spend my, I had to spend my money on cake <laughs> products. I couldn't, I couldn't spend money on... What's Kenny going to do for me? <laughs> I I need something that's gonna soak up, soak up the the, the stomach acid, make me feel full. Duh. 
I need something that's going to sit there and kind of make me feel bloated and full. Candy? The Jawbreaker's going to be around for a while, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm going to observe that joke. That's inappropriate. Uh, go ahead. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, number four. <clears throat> <laughs> number four on my list, BB. It's probably the greatest chip flavor concoction of all time. Mm-hmm. The cheddar cheese ruffle chips. I thought that was just me. The cheddar sour cream ruffle oh. chips. Yes. Yes. Man, I said, who was in the bruh. lab? Did they get a raise? Did they get like a bruh? Because that right there, it used to be the sour cream and onion chips. It used to be my favorite. Right. That's, that I came with that, bro. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't had a sour cream and onion chips. The only time I had them oh. was when people had the bag, the va- the variety pack, mm-hmm. and that's where I went to. Right, bro, bro. I get the big cheddar we, and mm. I. We get the big bag, bro. Mm-hmm. My wife, my family wife, and I, we get the family size, man. Because I'm like, look, man, I can't. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. I'm sinning. It is what it is. <laughs> like I don't care if I'm bloated. I don't care what I got to go through after this. I'm eating about good, all about, about all this bag. Okay, bro. These these latter two might be. Oh yeah, that's no order to this, bro. There's no order. Can't be. Okay. What's your my fourth one? Mm-hmm. Is coffee. Mm. Coffee. Look, look. So when we were um, at your house for your wedding. Right, we all woke up. There were three of us out of the five (laughs) (laughs) that immediately (laughs) look. We looked around. We saw no Keurig in sight. (laughs) We saw no Mister Coffee Maker in sight. Nah, nowhere close. And we immediately said, "We gotta hit up the gas station." And there was one thing that all three of us had in common that the other two did not. We all had kids. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. But I can't. Caffeine makes me very jittery, bro. You're going to need those jitters when you have kids. <laughs> when you don't have kids, yeah, it made me jittery too. I had extra energy to burn. <laughs> when you have kids, you're going to need. The, it's not going to make you jittery. It's going to make you normal. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, secure, secure people just take the advice. That right there, I, I, it's gonna come a day when BD is gonna be like coffee, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have my uh, have my brew, just just sitting there, just mm-hmm. enjoying life, bro. This ain't, I should have started this a while back. <laughs> I should have started this a long time ago. Wow, coffee. Maybe, maybe. Uh, okay, I, I respect it. Number three. Once you have at least two children. I want to know. Let me know if you're still not drinking coffee. Bruh, we'll see, man. But you might be right. How does co- did you? Did It'll you probably like, happen on the first child. Did you Wait like? Till you have you, a newborn. Did you like, in your house? Do you like? The and you get two hours of sleep total. Ooh. Broken up over twenty-five minute increments over the span of eight hours. Man, I'm praying right now. I'm covering myself. <laughs> Speaking positive words over my over her stomach when she has a child. I'm like, you're not gonna cry. 
Good luck with that. So did you? Yeah, how did, much positive affirmation you speak on that one? <laughs> did you like the taste of coffee before you had coffee, or you had it had to become it became an acquired taste? I guess I just had to learn how to make it, like because hmm. you know, you know, you what just got to learn the Keurig machine. Hot cocoa count? <laughs> no, coffee. Okay, you just got to find the right creamer that you like, and you get your. I use Splenda. I don't use sugar because if I use sugar, I feel like I have to like dump half of the thing in there. Splenda, all I need is three packets, three four packets. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Wow, man, you got you got just about everything to a science. Your your uh, hot dog buns, Bruh. Do the people look at you funny? Like, wow, this guy, this guy put it in. Hey, yeah. but listen, the bun matters with a hot dog. Absolutely. You know what I saw the other day? What's that? Hawaiian roll hot dog buns. You didn't know? I didn't know. Jay, you knew about been- this? No, yes. don't tell me. Don't please don't tell me this been a thing. It's been a thing, JD. Like since I was in Charlotte last, I was I had Hawaiian. They have Hawaiian hot dog buns. They have Hawaiian burger buns. They have Hawaiian sandwich rolls. They have everything, JD. They have everything. <laughs> have you never had a burger with a Hawaiian roll the, bun? All I've had was, I thought brioche. <laughs> I thought the brioche bun was the. Brioche is good. But, but not Hawaiian roll. Bruh. Jay, the sorry. greatest, one of the top five greatest things ever made is the Hawaiian roll. Like, I feel like we could have a whole episode dedicated to Hawaiian rolls. Because just just the just the mopping just oh there's I mean bro that's one of the top probably five just period just pound for period. pound food items period. period top five food items of all time we talking about back when Noah and them was eating Adam was eating. if they would have had this bread that's what they had I knew it I knew Jesus. <laughs> I know my Lord and Savior did this. There, there's not a but. I know he was like, wait till I break this. <laughs> I know there's no other bun. There's no other piece of bread or loaf that God gave those people out there in the, in the this field. This was the bread that was broken. For us. For us. It must be. That's what I thought the first time I had a Hawaiian roll. This must be it. This is manna. And them Negroes <laughs> had the audacity to complain about <laughs> y'all complain. <laughs> Bruh, I'll eat man. I'll eat Hawaiian rolls 40 days and 40 nights. 40 years or oh, 40 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for 40 years. I'll be straight too. I won't get fat because they was walking all day Bruh, in sandals. Hawaii anything in between a Hawaiian roll. Bruh. The second, the se- if if Chick-fil-A, because you know Chick-fil-A came out with chips in a bag, right? Hmm. If Chipotle started making rolls out of that cinnamon, not cinnamon, yeah, the chicken minis, that may come close to rival Hawaiian rolls. Hmm. 
Nah. I don't know. I I got I I don't know, bro. Cause that the texture on those chicken minis, bro. You know what? Forget Chubs. We're making hot dogs tomorrow. Bruh. I was about to say, <clears throat> please get those, cause that's the best hot dogs, period. Like if when you get the Hawaiian rolls, the Hawaiian hot dog buns, and you get you some hot dogs, I like to, you know, I don't boil hot dogs anymore. I put them in the oven. On boil. Okay, boil. Get them nice and crispy. Okay. You get the Hawaiian roll, put it in there. Mm-hmm. If you get some, you know, some chili, you don't like coleslaw, but some no. chili. Chili and cheese, bro. Some cheese, maybe some caramelized onions. No, BD. <clears throat> my life was changed when I had onions on my hot dogs for the first time. Caramelized. Caramelized? Yeah, just put them on the, put them in a pan a little bit. Put a little so bit what of butter. So what kind of, how did, what the, how do the onions at the store, at the place? Those just chopped onions, right? What are you talking about? The onions that they When they cook them on the grill? Yeah. Yeah, that's caramelized onions. Oh, okay. Well, I had, yeah. Oh, bruh. That right there? Bruh, if you're not careful, I, you know what, BD? No. I'm going to bring the rolls to Chubbs. <laughs> I, I got to spend money, BD. I cannot sit in my own house. You're right. <laughs> and concoct dog. this. No. No. I'm <laughs> no less than five is being put down. Right. No less than five. I gotta spend money because money's gonna limit me. Exactly. <laughs> I had I had to do an executive order on that one, BD. I was about yeah. to ruin everything that I talked about. That's right. And that's a smart decision. Bruh, because imagine just you can't. There are certain foods you have to you have to you have to cook in scarcity. Mm. You, there's just certain thing. I told my wife when we first got married, I had to tell her to stop. She'll make one whole big pan of brownies. She'll make you can't do that. You can't, you can't do, do that. that. There's do that. I told and she it was she laughed, but she got the she got the message. I told her, I know I'm a man of God, right. I know you love me because of my disciplines. Right. But there are just certain things. Thank God mm. it's not women. Thank God ain't other stuff. But when right. it comes to food, there are just certain things I will fail 10 times out of 10. <laughs> you are going to fall asleep. Who's going to watch me then? <laughs> if I know there's brownies downstairs, <laughs> if I know, there, there's no stopping me. It cannot be in the house. That's why yeah. when we go to her mom's house, I, I eat there because I'll be a fool to drive over there just for some brownies. Mm-mm. But if it's in my roof that Mm-mm. I pay for, can't do it. I'm going in there because I paid the bills. I'm getting six brownies. And then look at me now. No, right. bro. Certain things cannot be in abundance in my house. That's one thing that I've learned in my uh, as I have <clears throat> grown older. Sometimes, because I always think, you know, my the practical side of me is like, you know, I can go to the bakery and I can spend, you know, two dollars and fifty cents for this one brownie. I could buy a whole, you know, I could buy the box mm-hmm. and make, you know, a whole pan of brownies for like a dollar and fifty cents. But I have learned you got to go ahead and spend that two dollars and fifty cents, get that one brownie. Bruh, and you got to call it. Bruh, do you know? What I fell in love with this past week, last week. What's that? What's that? 
the chocolate glaze cream field mm. at Krispy Kreme. Chocolate great glazed cream field. Listen, it's the chocolate. It's the regular honey bun with chocolate glaze on top, right? I mean, uh, donut stuffed mm. with icing cream filled. Mm. So it's icing. It ain't. Mm. It ain't that weird stuff that was that lemon version. Oh no, we're talking about birthday cake filling. No, like icing, like icing, icing what? cream filled. Don't get the oh, re- I need that. chocolate iced chocolate on the top stuffed with icing. Cream field. Bruh, I was with the nieces and nephews and my wife. I thought it was mm. just going to be another day just getting them donuts. I looked into the box. I said, well, I never had the ice and cream field. Everybody raves about it. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I was behind the wheel because I almost did the JE drop and lean, bro. <laughs> In the middle of the independence, bro. Right. Bruh. Bruh. And we I drove we drove something. we drove a long way there. Mm. And bro. Mm. You know something good when you think about it the next day. <laughs> I know I had a good food experience when I wake up and my day got started, but when I'm in that midway drive to work and I think about what I had the night before. Mm. It makes you want to run it back every day. <laughs> Man, I found a grocery store down here. It's called HEB. They don't have it in, in North like Carolina. A hood. That's like a hood. Hood of grocery store. Nah, nope. It's like um, Publix. Harris Teeter. Uh, Publix. Kind of like Publix. Gotcha. Of down here. They have Josh. Yellow cake. With chocolate icing. Bruh, bruh, I am so offended by the audacity these people have, the nerve of them not to offer yellow cake and chocolate icing everywhere. I'm tired of seeing red velvet cake everywhere. I'm tired of seeing carrot cake everywhere. I'm tired of seeing birthday cake. When are y'all going to respect the God of cakes? And it, and you know what? But I'm okay with it, though, because I don't need to have access to it all the time. Normally, if I want a yellow cake with chocolate icing, I have to make it or my wife has to make it. I'm scared. But this place, not only did they have yellow cake with chocolate icing, Josh, it was banging. Like melt in your mouth. Like just did you have to heat it up? Because like, every time I see a place no. with yellow cake. No. There's a cake, there's a yellow cake with chocolate icing in a grocery store that you don't have to heat up. No. It's moist. Moist. I'm talking about moist, Josh. I said, no. I cannot have this at my disposal. How far is it from your house, BB? It's about eight minutes. That's too close. That's too close. BD, you got it. It's on my way home from work. That's the worst. I don't mind it being on my way to work, like on the right side of the highway. Right. But if you're on my way home, I have to pass by it. When I come home from work tomorrow on a Friday, I'm going to pass by it. And then 
I am going to stop at the nearest stoplight, make a U-turn, come back to the rest, uh, the, the grocery store, and I'm going to buy the entire cake. And I'm probably going to eat it over the course of the next two days over the, the weekend. You don't get the small one, right? No, they don't have a small one. They don't have a small one. BD. And my wife's going to yell at me and, you know, call me fat and undisciplined. Oh. And Mm-mm. yellow cake and chocolate icing, man. There's no discipline with that. No, I'm glad. I'm glad, bro. I'm glad. The last best yellow cake and chocolate icing was one on my wedding day, and I Ooh. we haven't made one since. I can't have that in the house. There's bump Mm-mm. bump everything. I said about everything else. Brownies, brownies. What's brownies? The yellow cake with chocolate. What's 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 brownies? The yellow cake with chocolate. What's that? Look, I love brownies too, bro. I love brownies, but that's a distant second. It's not yellow cake and chocolate icing, but I can mess up some brownie. Brownies and yellow cake with chocolate icing are the big two that I cannot have in the house. BD, would this be good? Don't do it. Yellow cake. Don't do it. Brownie middle. <sighs> yellow. Wow. I might not make it. I don't. I don't know if I would make it. Wow, I think that would actually work and be good because you don't got to put the chocolate in the middle. Just put the chocolate on the outside. The icing, I mean. You have the yellow cake, and then you have like a layer of brownie, and another and cake. You put the icing on top of that. Put the ice on top of the brownie, and then the yellow cake layer. Tell me, oh, BD, oh. BD, we don't we don't do two layers here, bro. We don't do two layers here, bro. Okay. Or you put the brownie at the bottom layer. That's what you do, actually. Yeah. You put the brownie on the bottom. Because you have to almost. You, put the, you have to. Yeah, you have to. And then you put the cake on top. Oh, my goodness. You got to get the cake with the right consistency. It's got to be really good and moist. Yeah. You don't want it to be too fluffy. No. That's not you got you gotta have that thing kind of with some weight to it, bro. Like some, exactly. some bounce. You can't have all that. Nobody likes no airy cake, bro. No. Yeah, no. <sighs> I'm gonna have to do it. All right. Um well, let's I, get back to our list. Wow, what 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 what's left of me right now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what number was we on? Three? Yeah, yeah. All these foods. <laughs> They disgust me in the thought, in the midst of the thought of me with yellow cake. Number three, bro, a good corner store's potato wedges and chicken. <laughs> I had to put the meal there, bro. Okay. Mm, potato wedges, bro. Number three. It ain't nothing better than when you go into a gas station. Oh, snap. Don't. Don't sleep on gas station chicken and wedges, bro. But you got to go to the city, the, the the one that they respect. You can't just go anywhere. But, bro, yeah. good potato wedges, bro. Number three. Uh, Number three for me, gum. Gum? Gum. Gum is critical. Okay. It's not as important now, but think about growing up. How many times and how many critical situations did you have to swing by the gas station, swing <laughs> by the corner store, 
to get you some gum so you was fresh and you was ready Bruh. for that little tenderoni that you was about to kick it with. The only gum I got as a kid, man, growing up was the little ones wrapped individually. The ones that took okay. about five when hours. When you were a teenager. Oh, teenager. When you were a teenager. Oh, yeah. Did you not have to, when we used to roll up to, whoa, whoa, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. When we used to roll no, down 85. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we had to swing by the nah, gas station. You swung by, I didn't swing by. <laughs> <laughs> you good? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Was Number it 77 two. or 85? <laughs> okay, anyway. You're right. It was 77. 77. No way, 85. All right. No, number two for me. A tie for number two. Mm-hmm. I got these together. Okay. You know, if I was blessed with 75 cents, a dollar, I may have got two of each. Mm-hmm. But usually I was always with 50 to 60 cents. <laughs> Even like <laughs> right, what you okay? Tell me what you was working with well, as a kid walking into the convenience. What, what, what was you working with? At least five dollars. I mean, five, <laughs> five dollars for one time, like per five dollars. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, what are you gonna do with fifty to sixty cents? Get what the what number two on my list was. Okay. The twenty five cent fudge rounds and the twenty five cent oatmeal raisin oatmeal oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro! I had sixty cents. That's all I had to work with, bro. <laughs> I got mad the older I got when they started jumping the price of thirty five cent. I said, "Whoa, bro! Whoa, Jack!" <laughs> thirty. I'm about to say, hey, that must have been back in the day because I don't think you can get them for nah, twenty five cent about, now. They about 50, 60 something cent now. I said, man, how the kids surviving out here? Inflation, bro. Inflation is a beast. Bro, you have $5 going into the convenience store each per time. Wow. The beauty of a father and mother household. I had a job. I'm talking when you was a kid. I had a job. When you was I worked for my uncle. Oh, when you was nine years old? Uh, I'm talking about like 11 or 12. Yeah, I'm talking about young days, bro. Of course, when you got jobs, you listen, we talking about it's life. So, when you was nine years old, what was you working with? I probably still have at least two or three dollars in my pocket. Two or three dollars, bro. Bro, I would have had diabetes, bro. I would at least got like four oatmeal cakes, three fudge rounds, a Swiss roll, bro. And a seven nine cent honey bun, bro. Number two for me. <laughs> Sour bright crawlers. Bro, stop saying stuff that I could never have. <laughs> Sa- what sour crawlers? Sour bright crawlers. The little the worms with the uh, the one color at one end and the other color at the other end. A little bag of you know, there's a bag of them. I like sour. You know, when I walked into the convenience store, there was only one section I could afford. <laughs> and that was that was a little Debbie cart. The little Debbie cart joints. The three-layer little Debbie section. 
Right. I didn't go no far. I didn't go down. Because when you make a... So they right there at the edge of the counter. That's that's where the poor section is. Right there at the edge of the aisle. The poor section. So what you do is you you, you look down the aisle just like, man, I, 169 oh. Two dollars and oh, and all I never I never went down those aisles. I didn't even get to the drinks, bro. That's why that's why I knew because the little Debbie register, the little Debbie joints was right there at the door. Mm. So all I did was door counter back out the door. You going? Come on, uh, no, go down the aisle. I'm, uh, do I want chips or do I want candy or do I want both? Me, I just had to go to that little Debbie section, and oh, the tears in my mother's eyes when I look up to her and and just just wishing that I could just get a bag of chips, and all <laughs> she places in my hand. I, you know, sometimes when they put when they put change in your hand because they look through the through the through the cigarette joints and they look under the chairs for you, they put mm-hmm. whatever they had in their hand. You be like, Lord, let <clears throat> let it be about at least ten quarters, mm-hmm. two quarters in a dime, <laughs> two quarters. Mm. Number one on my list. Y'all already knew what it was. Standing at standing large at number one. Mm-hmm. Honey buns. Mm. Two for two twenty-two to be exact from the seven eleven iced glazed. I want that I want that that white glaze on it. Okay. For many years, bro, she used it. <laughs> That's my number one. White nectar. Whoa. Ain't playing with that, bro. Nope. That that was Boondocks. Uncle Ruckus said it. All right, you know what? Never mind. Um number one for me. I'm excited to hear this, bro. Something I probably never had in my life. (laughs) Yes, you had. Gatorade. I could, I could tell how much money you had based upon the color you had. The poor, the poor, poor people, because the hood gas station was only two colors, <laughs> three colors. It was the red, the blue, and the lemon lime. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure you had the cool blast or something like that. Glacier cherry, yeah. Glacier. <laughs> I didn't have glacier cherry until I made Victory's basketball team, bro. Glacier Cherry. Glacier Cherry, which was probably was the best one at all, I must admit. <laughs> that series. It was that series of Gatorades that came out. That Frost. That Frost. A hey, bro. beverage is number one for you? How many times have you come from hooping and you feel like you've never been more thirsty in your life? And you go through to the gas station and you get that two for three dollars Gatorade. 32 ounce. That's a go-to. That's a staple. Yeah. yeah. But not necessarily talking about childhood. Yeah, I'm just no, talking I about throughout my life. I forgot about that. A lot of I had a lot of nostalgia with my list. Yeah, man, you're right. Gatorade was the especially when it was like two for three dollars, the big thirty-two ounce joints. You get two of those and you good, good for the rest bro, of the for day. For the rest of the day. Yeah, man. That took me All back, right. bro. I'm a, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the grocery store I'm I'm gonna go to the convenience store and just splurge, bro. Just ball out, cash ball out, cash out, bro. <laughs> swipe out, bro. 
<laughs> bro, what would I? What am I gonna get, bro? I'm gonna. Oh man, I'm gonna go down that candy aisle, bro. I'm finding little crawlers, bro. Get all the candy. Nah, I can't do candy. What about what about like a big grown man? Get? Do you still do candy? Please say no. Occasionally. Whoa. You know your. That's how you know your childhood so good. You know your childhood good when when you still eat candy, bro. I've never met a hood person my age who came from the slums who still eats candy. It's normally like so like I'm like in processing at you know for hood or whatever. Okay. So part of it is I'm sitting in a classroom listening to stupid briefs oh, okay. all day about stuff that doesn't really concern you. So I went to the gas station and I got a Gatorade and a bag of sour bright crawlers just so I can number one keep myself awake and number two I mean yeah like on a day to day basis no I don't really eat candy like that but. It's normally if I'm like in a class or something like that. Wow. But anyway, we are like an hour and 53 minutes in. So hmm. it's time to call it a day. Wow. J.E., do you have a weekly nugget of truth? Man. It's okay to start small. Hmm. All of us started a small place, like myself, with the fudge rounds, oatmeal, cream pies. But just because you level up doesn't mean you splurge on the old. I'm tempted to go splurge on the old. But when you <coughs> become a man, you become older, you just got to put away some of those childish things. Because sometimes it's best to be fit with a little than fat with a lot. And what I mean by that is, listen to us. We can't have abundance in everything. Some things should stay slim. That's all I got, BB. All right. And that's all we've got for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. And I hope you had a little bit of a laugh, if nothing else. Um, as always, hit that subscribe button. If you want to hear more content from us, hit the bell so that you, keep, uh, that you get post notifications so you know whenever we drop new content. Uh, as I always <clears throat> excuse me, as I always say, like, yeah, I'm tired, like, comment, okay, share the content, let us know uh, if you got anything from, you know, the, the um, Josh's message about insecurity, let us know what your top five uh, gas station items were growing up, or even now that you get from the convenience store, or the corner store, as Josh uh, calls it, um, uh, other than that, I am a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Slim Rev. We're the Good Guys Podcast. And we are out. Peace.